Warning, the following episode contains spoilers and foul language. Listener discretion is advised. On today's episode of the MFAB Podcast, we watch 2006's The Departed and 1985's Day of the Dead. So catch that fucking rat and don't almost kill Riggles! And enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another awesome edition of the Movies from A to B Podcast. MFAB. Better known as the MFAB Podcast. As always, I am Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And we are glad you joined us once again today. Because we have a couple of great movies we today. We have a couple of awesome movies yeah. today. Unlike, you know, some of the shittier ones we've had. Yeah, we've had bad ones. Yeah. yeah. Here and there. Here and there. We're going to do a couple of great ones today. Mm-hmm. And starting us off on the A side is 2006's The Departed. Uh, Who's that di- starring, Aaron? Starring? Well, first, it's directed by the great Martin Scorsese. And stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson... Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> um, <laughs> Martin Sheen, <laughs> uh, Vera Farmiga, uh, just an amazing, a plethora of yeah. amazing actors. Amazing and actors. actresses. Very, very good cast in this. Um, yeah, you got anything preconceived notions about this at all or anything you want to say? Um, I went into this blind. Hmm. I had never seen it. I was I've shocked only, yeah. that he had never seen this because, I mean, I know you hate Oscar bait. Yeah. And stuff, and that's pretty much why. This is but. a very, very good movie. This is actually, we'll get into more awards, but this is the first film we've done that won Best Picture. Yeah. So it took us this well, long to get to one of them. So. That's only, what, 20-some episodes? 22? 22, I think. 22? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. So, uh, but well, yeah. I'll get to more. But Yeah, so this movie takes place in Boston. 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 Uh, we get some... Opening clips of old school, like, news crews in Boston and all the... It was pretty rough, rough and rugged back in the day. Yeah. 70s, 80s, I'm assuming. With uh, who Jack Nicholson talking over it. Yeah. Um, Jack plays uh, Frank Costello. He's this creepy mob boss. Um, I'm going to call him Jack throughout this yeah. review. I will give you the names of the characters, but we'll probably just refer to them by their <laughs> actual names. Actor names, because yeah. we're horrible people and monsters, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we see him come into this, like, restaurant, he's obviously, you know, collecting his payments for protection at this little place, and, uh, just kind of creepily. Yeah. Does it like a real, real prick about it, too. Yeah, real prick. He's like, come on, don't make me come down here again, dude. And then talks to his daughter, like, have you had your period yet? And <laughs> It's on his little girl. Yeah. But, uh. And kid that's sitting there. The kid he meets, uh, grows up to be a cop. That's, no, uh, he grows up to be Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah, so. That's what we all want to grow up to be, right? Yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> um, but he kind of knows this guy's dad or whatever. Is, uh, and his uncle. Yep. He uh, grows up to be a cop. His name's Colin Sullivan, but we'll probably refer to him as Matt or Damon or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to call him Matt. But we see him, a cop, and then we also flash over to see Leonardo DiCaprio's character, uh, Billy, Billy Costigan. He's also a cop. A lot of cops in this movie. Yeah, this is a crime drama, yeah. so there's going to be plenty of cops and bad guys and lots of bang bangs. <laughs> Pew! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of just a really fast paced here. Colin graduates from the police academy, so that's Matt Damon's character. It's kind of cut through a lot of people, though, because it cuts through scenes of Marky becoming a cop, too. And yep. Oh, yeah. Cut through scenes of uh, Jack molding fucking. Young, young Colin when he yeah. was little. We see Jack congratulate uh, 
uh, Matt Damon's character as after he graduates and you kind of right off the bat like I thought he was a bad guy and he's talking with the cops and yeah you can see there's some fishy shit going on already um, this whole movie's fishy yeah Leo goes to work for the state police uh, Matt Damon becomes a detective uh, we see didn't yeah Matt Damon's character meets with these two guys played by Martin Sheen and Mark Wahlberg yeah they're like two top detectives and yeah they're the handlers or whatever okay um, Wahlberg's like total dick of a cop yeah, he is fucking hilarious in this. Yeah, like, picture, if you ever saw the other guys, picture his yeah. character in the other guys, like, times ten, with a lot more, like, fucking... But being a real cop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's an awesome job. Um, Damon meets them, and then Billy, Leo, comes in, and apparently he's got a really messed up past, like, his family was rough... He's come from a rough line. They're like, why are you pretending to be a cop? Yeah, you're never going to be an actual cop, yeah, is what they're telling him. Berating the shit out of him. Um, they really make it, well, Marky really yeah, makes him feel really, like shit. Yeah, and Martin Sheen's just kind of sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we go see Matt Damon. He's uh, joined this task force to uh, take down Frank, yeah. Jack Nicholson's character. Um, we see... Leo's mom is dying, so he's obviously stressed out, whatever. I thought that scene was kind of unnecessary. Yeah, there, there was a lot of, like, little unnecessary shit in here. Yeah. But, uh... This movie's really hard to talk about because it kind of, like... There's a lot of cutting between scenes. Yeah. Like, you're watching two different scenes at the same time. It just cuts back and forth, like, periodically through them. Yeah, and there's just a whole bunch of, like, just small little stuff that kind of contributes to the story that you just... You kind of got to pay attention to. Um... Yeah, there's a few times I had to actually pause so I could take a note. Yeah, me too. And then go back. Uh, Matt Damon buys an apartment. Um, Frank, Jack Nicholson's character, sends Billy's mom's flowers. And uh, that's where we get our opening title. Yeah, 18 minutes in. 18 minutes into this movie, we get the opening title of The Departed. Um, kind of weirded me out. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did I miss? I've been watching this for a bit now. Yeah, I'm like, what? Okay, anyways. Uh, Leo gets sent to jail. Like, he has to go there well, because yeah, he's going he, undercover. He's going undercover. So they put a you know fake ass assault charge on him and yep. goes into prison for a little while. Comes out and then he's a bad guy. You know? Yep. Um, and we get a Dropkick Murphys song here that you hear. I don't know how yeah, many like, times throughout this movie. Yeah, like four or five. Four or five. At least shipping out to Boston. That's yep. the name of the song. Yeah. So awesome song, by the way. Yeah, love it. I think you mentioned that before in a previous episode. Have I? Yeah, because it played somewhere else. Oh, it probably did. <laughs> I don't know. Dropkick movies are a badass band. Yeah, so. they are. Um, so Leo gets out, and he goes to see his aunt and his cousin, who's this drug dealer. So he's kind of like getting back into the drug business. Slowly going to start trying to infiltrate Jack Nicholson. So Billy and or Leo and his cousin go to the bar. And he meets one of uh, Jack Nicholson's guys. Mr. French. Yep, Mr. French. And uh, he orders a cranberry juice. At the bar. And this guy next to him, this random guy, is yeah. like, what are you on, your fucking period, eh? Yeah, he's like, my wife orders them. When, when she's, she's on a period. period. <laughs> so he just smashes the glass over his head and beats the beats shit out the of this shit guy. Him, yeah. And then French kind of talks to him. And then he's like, what are you drinking? 
cranberry juice. What are you on your period? <laughs> so that's a pretty funny scene. Um, we go back to the police station and Mark Wahlberg's character, who was talking originally to Leo's character. Yeah, he's the him and who else? Sheen. Sheen. Martin Sheen. The, yeah, they're the. They wrangle our kind of keep tabs on the undercover people. Yep. And they're talking to the special investigation unit, which can't know who these people right. are. Right. So it's kind of like, what the fuck's going on here? And Wahlberg's still a fucking cock. Just being a complete yeah. dick. I love it. Yeah, because at one point they ask him if there's any undercovers that are in with Costello, and he's like, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just leaves. So we cut over to Jack. Nicholson's character, he's uh, kind of disrupts some of Matt Damon's investigating. He's asking questions to somebody, and he kind of drives past, and that lady's like, slams the door in his face. Yeah. Um, he ends up getting a date with this, uh, what is she's like a shrink, police shrink? Yeah, police shrink. Yeah. If you fight, have to shoot someone on the line of duty or whatever, you gotta go see a shrink. Yeah. So. Um, so her name's Madeline, she's played by Vera Farmiga. If I'm saying that last name right, I don't know. Farmiga? Farmiga? That's all the same. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, then he gets a call about a, a tail that was put on Frank. Yeah, because he saw Frank drive by, or Jack Nicholson drive by, and mm-hmm. then he sees an, another sedan behind him and then another white van that's like recording all the audio, yeah. supposedly. <laughs> so he gives him the rundown, and then I that way they it. can lose it. Yeah, I had no idea. So it's just... Shit's fishy. Yeah, so Damon's working for, for Frank. Frank. Yeah, yeah, you can obviously tell that. Um, we go cut over to Leo. He's just beating the shit out of some guy at a... Kind of oh, no, this is where uh, the two Goombas come in. and. Oh, yeah, he's at the little shop. Yeah, and they're trying to hustle some money out of there. But and... they're not from Boston. They're from yeah. Providence. Yeah. So, you know, Leo proceeds to kick the shit out of them. Like, beat the living piss <laughs> out of him. Breaking his hand in the process. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to uh, Matt Damon and Madeline's date, and this amazing, like, Jenga-esque dessert. Yeah, I kind of wonder what that was made right? of. Right? It was fucking cool. It's it like neat. It reminded me of, like, if you ever watched the Lumberjack competitions, where they, like, gotta, like, put boards in the wood and like climb, oh, and climb up, up them it. yeah okay, that's what yeah. it looked like i was like that looks really fucking good for those of you who aren't from the midwest or up north oh yeah <laughs> there are things called lumberjack yep. competitions. for any people who are watching this and listen to this in arizona there are yeah. lumberjack <laughs> competitions yeah <laughs> i once heard someone who had no idea what they were or anything about them i was like oh yeah surprisingly if you end up watching one they're pretty fucking entertaining oh yeah especially when they get to the log rolling yeah, yeah. the town where i'm from had like we used to do Civil War reenactments, and then one time they couldn't get the Civil War guys, so we literally had a lumberjack festival. Nice. <laughs> so we had, like, lumberjack yes. shows. <laughs> Same thing? Same thing. <laughs> it was still pretty cool, though. Um, so, yeah, after their date, we uh, see Leo run into Frank at a bar. Um, yeah, this is where they first meet. Yep. Leo doesn't wow. know who yeah. he is. But French, Mr. French kind of told Jack or Frank about him. So Frank kind of warns him, like, yo, those guys you took out at the shop. Not from, from around Providence. here. They're going to come and find you, and they're going to kill you. <laughs> yep. And uh, Frank kind of sets him straight. Doesn't he kind of, like, break his fucking cast well, yeah, off? Well, yeah, they search him for weapons and shit and, you know, get make him take off his shoes and shit. And then mm-hmm. 
like, you know, Mr. French, get, get his cask. Yeah. He grabs his cask and brings him over to the pool table. Just starts fucking bashing it <laughs> against the fucking table. Leo's just like, son of a... Are you a cop? <laughs> no, I'm not a cop. Um, so after that, Frank kind of takes care of the hitmen. Uh, Damon's investigating this crime scene. He keeps getting all these yeah. mysterious phone calls. They're not really that They're mysterious. Not, yeah, because <laughs> you know it's Frank. Yeah. You know he's working for Frank. And he calls him dad yeah. over the phone every time. Yeah. But yeah, they, they find the bodies of the dead Goombas. And then, you know, Frank helps Matt kind of put the cops on the wrong trail and frame some chump. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Leo meets with Frank again, kind of gives him this severed hand, and he's like, I need you to do some work for me. Dispose of this. So he gets rid of his hand, and he was wearing a wire at that time, right? Yeah. Then he, of, like, goes outside and, like, throws it out yeah. the building or whatever. He's like, I don't want any fucking wires. It's too fucking risky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get caught. Like, this dude literally gave me a severed hand. Yeah. I don't. What do you think one. he's going to do to me? Um, Matt Damon ends up kind of making a team inside the team of detectives. Yeah. He's on part of this task force, and he, like, makes his own, like, little team inside there. They're pretty much like internal affairs. Yeah, something like well, that. Well, eventually. Um, Leo does some more, like, you know, enforcing, whatever. Um, this is where Matt Damon kind of comes out and says, there's a rat in with Costello, and we need to get him. Uh, let's see. Did you skip past the part where uh, Damon fakes being a liar? Oh, on the end, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I wrote that down. Yeah, one I? of the one of Costello's dudes got oh, picked no, up. Oh yeah. It's coming next, yep. Yeah. And yep. he's in the interrogation room and all he did was like call this one lawyer mm-hmm. and no one called back. He has no idea what he looks like, so yeah. Matt Damon kinda of takes off his badge and stuff and just goes in pretending to be his lawyer. Um, gives him the phone and calls mom. Yeah, call your mom, tell her you're not gonna be home for dinner. <laughs> but uh he calls mom, which is Mr. French. And uh Kind of gives him the hint, like, yo, I've been busted. Yeah, tips him off that yep. the house is going to get raided, so get the fuck out. Yeah. And then uh, Damon comes out and says, yo, check, trace that phone number that he just called. We'll figure out where they're at, yada, yada. Um, cut over to Leo. He's just causing some fucking mayhem, just doing, you know, odd jobs for Frank, yeah. pretty much. You can kind of see him, like, breaking down at this point, too. Yeah. he's like, definitely. He doesn't want to be doing this much longer. He's having a hard time. That's when he, because he has to, part of his court-mandated thing is talking to a therapist yeah. who is uh, the same chick that Matt Damon's been banging. Yep. So, yeah, he has to go talk with her. He goes talks with her, then uh, we find out that he's been kind of doing this for a year now, so did we, like, skip forward in time? I'm sorta? guessing. Yeah. They never really show, like, a clear passage of time. Right. But, but uh, you can kind of assume, you know, undercover work takes a little while, so yeah. we've we've kind of been watching this for a while. Yeah, if you don't pay attention to all this shit, it seems like it could happen in, like, a month or a week, Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. Um, they're like, just, why can't they just take Frank right now? They have all this evidence, and they're like, damn it, we know this takes time. We'll get you out of here. Yeah. Relax. Um, and this is where Mark Wahlberg tells Leo he thinks that Frank has a, a, a mole in our task force. So it's kind of like, because somebody's been tipping Frank off, that's why we yeah. haven't been able to get him. So now it's like... Okay, Leo's looking for this mole who's Matt Damon, yeah. and Matt Damon's trying to find the undercover cop who's 
Leo. Yeah, so, so pretty much these two main characters are both moles looking for other moles. Yeah. <laughs> so a really trippy story here. This is where it kind of, I can see where it can get confusing for some yeah. people. Um, Billy, or Leo ends up having to go see Madeline, Matt Damon's shrink girlfriend. She ends up, you know, giving him some pills. Yeah, he fucking freaks out on her. Yeah. He's like, can you just give me some fucking Valium? No. <laughs> he like gives him two pills. He's like two fucking pills, huh? That's it. Threatens to kill himself and yeah. shit. And she's all like, "Get out!" And he's like, hey, "You're an unprofessional bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wrote down there's the Boston accents in this movie are fucking thick, very thick. Yeah, very thick. I feel like this is only, this movie is only missing Ben Affleck in a Red Sox hat. Yeah, and true. it probably would have been perfect. <laughs> um, uh, so she ends up eventually caving in and giving him like a prescription or yeah. whatever and um, then he immediately asks her out for coffee yeah <laughs> which i thought was funny she's like doesn't say she's not single so uh did he had she mentioned her boyfriend i don't think so yeah maybe not as far as i remember she didn't yeah it was just really weird because like they just got done super fighting yeah and she caved in and like gave him like a prescription for drugs yeah and he's like so you want to go for coffee well he wanted valium and she gave him this prescription for like these really really low dose like relax relax pills so i i've actually got 20 pills the pills that she gave him i was actually prescribed at one time for what (laughs) anxiety pretty much yeah so um that i don't know what they're compared to as valium but yeah. Did they make you chill? <laughs> yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well. So, um, I still think about him, he said, as he's scratching his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could go for a fix right now. No. Um, we cut back to this task force. They're kind of organizing an ambush on Frank. They're going to know where he's going to be. Yeah, they're going to do a sting. Yep, we're going to take him down. Um, Matt Damon's character kind of seems on edge. He's like, shit. Yeah, well, his boss is about to go down. Right. Pretty much. Oh, fuck, what am I going to do? Um it's whenever I see Matt Damon in movies like this where like he's trying to do some secretive he's like so bad at hiding secrets I know and his character in this is supposed to be like the best liar yeah and he's just like he's always like looking around like fidgety and fucking yeah like like later in the movie he's like being followed by somebody and he's literally like hands in pockets just constantly turning his head looking like you suck at like being inconspicuous dude (laughs) Act normal, weirdo. Like, like though all the Jason Bourne, like I just saw the last Jason Bourne movie, and I'm like, he's like, people would notice somebody acting so fucking weird like that, you know? How has he lasted four movies like this? Uh, this is the shadiest motherfucker I've ever seen in my entire life, <laughs> and he's a super spy. <laughs> uh, while they're organizing this ambush, Damon makes a call to Frank, kind of cryptically warns him, you know, hey. Well, he does the whole, hey, Dad, I'm not gonna be home for dinner. Uh, People are on to you pretty much. Yeah. So, <laughs> my friends You're are being still watched. Be, yeah. be careful. <laughs> Sorry, this is totally unrelated, guys. I'm just talking to my dad about dinner. The cops are going to sting you. <laughs> must be an interesting dinner he's having. Uh, all the police are like, all cell phones are under surveillance in this area. And so he's like, <laughs> That's a mascot. Thank you, Lily. <laughs> Yeah, all cell phones are, like, under surveillance, so he's like, oh, shit. I've got one that I've literally been talking to this guy. Yeah. So he kind of, like... Um, Starts texting. Texting in, in his, his pocket. pocket yeah. And keep in mind, this is these are, like, the old-school flip, flip phones. phones. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of them, too. Yeah. Like, the big, thick-ass ones. 
old Nokia's like or whatever. Before the razors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Frank and he kind of sends him a message says, "Hey, no phones. Turn them off. You're gonna." Yeah. yeah. Frank shows up, and his his men show up to this, you know. What do you call it? It was like deal. a Yeah. It was a deal with the chip deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the microprocessors. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they find a blind blind spot. They have all they had put up security. They don't know cameras. the cameras are there though. Right. But they just so happen to be doing a deal in the one spot that has a blind right. spot. Like the guy them. who set up these cameras is a complete fucking tool. He's <laughs> like, I don't know, I'll just leave this he half of the building empty. He literally gets the shit beat out of him, yeah. right? He's like, you son of a bitch. Fucking put up the cameras in the wrong fucking spot. Oh, yeah, I forgot to totally mention, Alec Baldwin's in this, too. Yeah. 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 He's the like leader of this task force. So, um, At the same time, Billy kind of makes a, task, a text to... Uh, I'm assuming Martin Sheen's character, you know, letting him know what's going on and shit. They uh, kind of make the swap with the microprocessors and the money. Yeah, this is a case of everything going fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this they, is a good deal. <laughs> yeah. And they leave on boats. Yeah. Because nobody decided to check the back. Yeah. They and, didn't know they had an AV, yeah. you know? Yep. And, and there's no cameras in back because yeah. the camera guy's a fucking <laughs> And that's where he gets his ass beat by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> So, they mess they mess up catching Frank there. Yeah. So the story goes on. Um, Billy could have ended right there. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Didn't need to. There's plenty more movie. Leo so, and this Madeline chick go get some coffee. Yeah. Um, and then she immediately moves in with Mark, or Matt Damon's character. Yeah. So, fucking two timing bitch. Yeah, she is. Well, yeah. she wasn't fucking Leo at this point. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank gives Matt uh, Damon a call. He suspects, you know, and right now he suspects he's got a cop in his crew. You know, yeah. Somebody that I'm working with is a cop. Um, and this is where Frank runs into Martin Sheen and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Which <laughs> is great. And like, just fucking take him. He's right there. Well, they got, you know, they only they don't have what they want on him. Right. They got like a million murders or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, they want a time to like specific things. So the nice scene of them arguing, Wahlberg still being a cock. I fucking loved his character. Yeah. That's what I want to see out of Marky Mark. Just being a straight Which dick. Which is why they need a, other guys, too. Yeah. Yes. Will Ferrell, Marky Mark, get on it. Make it happen. <laughs> Come on, guys. You know you want to. Um, Billy, or Leo, kind of muscles in on this suspected mole. Um, ah, this scene was great. Yeah. The dude's, like, sleeping, and he wakes up to... Leo holding a picture of Jesus over his head and just smashes it on him. And uh, this guy kind of tells him, "Yo, Frank's not what you think he is. He's an FBI informant. Yeah, that's why. Why do you think he's always got one step ahead, or no, no, yeah. they can never take him down? They always want to make it a federal case, but it never goes through. Right. And Which uh, I don't know if you heard the song playing in the background. What was it? It's Baby Blue. <laughs> I have it on the Methtastic. Okay. Mix. Okay, I I probably noticed it, just didn't realize it. It's playing so softly in the background. Okay, maybe I'll go back and check that out. But uh, so after this, Leo goes and kind of lets uh, Martin Sheen know, yo, he's working with the FBI. So Frank uh, has a coke party with some sluts. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> it's really really short, but he just kind of like throws some coke on these on something, and he's like clean it off her and just kind of creepily watches her yeah, for like until you go numb yeah <laughs> it's like what yeah. the fuck yeah um Leo goes to see Mr. French 
They kind of play up the whole impotence thing, though. Yeah, like he's been trying to have a baby or something. Yeah. Um, Apparently, like, uh, Jet or Frank can't. Yeah, that's why he's got, no, he's got no sons. So. Yeah. Leo goes to see Mr. French. He wants his real information and uh, date of birth, et cetera, social security number, whatever. Yeah, Jack wants all the info on all yep. of his guys, like all the real info. Mm. So he writes it down, and he puts it all together in this envelope, and writes on there, Citizens Trust, or Trust Citizens, or whatever. Well, the one guy writes it wrong first. Yeah, and then he, he writes it wrong, <laughs> and then Leo writes it right. Yeah. It's like... Look at this fucking moron. There's no way that's spelled fucking that right. It's not how it's supposed to be spelled. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, he leaves and goes to see Madeline. Yeah, and this is uh, where this they... is when she's a bitch. Yep. And they fuck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. After that scene, Matt Damon goes and visits the uh, Alec Baldwin's character at this driving range. Kind of tells him what's going on. A little short scene. Leo goes to follow Frank, um, which is where Frank goes to this fucking porn theater. Oh, the jerk-off theater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind this of, is a funny scene. Yeah. He walks in in, like, this overcoat. Matt Damon's already there. He's supposed to meet Frank there, I'm assuming. And he kind of comes in in this overcoat and is, like... Just, Sits in front of him. Yeah. He's like, oh, dirty girl. Yeah. Oh... <laughs> oh, and like turns around and act like he's about to fucking splooge on him. Got a big fat fucking dildo on him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. But all three of them are in the theater at the same time, kind of. Yeah, Jack, Leo, and Matt. Yeah. This is where uh, Leo sees Frank give Matt Damon this envelope with everybody's information. Yeah. It says citizens trust yeah. on it. But the only thing is is Leo doesn't realize who this guy is yet because he's got a hat on. He can't see his yeah, face. Yeah, he can't see his face. So, uh, Damon leaves. Leo kind of follows him. Um, as he's, like, right about to catch him, he gets a text on his phone, kind of alerts yeah. Damon and they had to go hide or whatever. He was in a theater, be it a jerk-off theater or any theater, but yeah. then he gets out of the theater and he's going down an alley and his phone goes off. Yeah. Which leads me to believe he had his phone on in the jerk-off theater. What a dick. What kind of asshole? God. Doesn't turn their phone on fucking silent while you're in a theater. That's, they tell you that right before the movie starts. I, know. I would assume even in porno theaters. You of know, course. Please silence all phones, you know? And vibration devices, <laughs> you know, whatever. So they're kind of hiding, and Damon obviously thinks somebody's going to come up behind him. Yeah. He comes around the corner and stabs this poor innocent little yeah, Chinese guy. Delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Which they never they never talk about again. Yeah. It's like, oh, some guy just fucking died. In <laughs> some guy got murdered. You're not going to do anything about that? Nah. Nah. We got bigger shit. Chasing this other guy. <laughs> He's an innocent bystander. Sometimes they die. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, but he gets away, and Leo still doesn't get a look at his face. So, kind of shit out of luck there. He tries yeah. to tail him, but... Loses them. Loses, yeah, they're in Chinatown, loses them in Sea of People. Um, Leo goes to see Frank. Frank really wants to find this fucking rat. Um, he starts to question Leo again, like, are you sure you're not a fucking cop? Yeah. Um, Don't fucking lie to me, whatever, all this crap. Usually when this happened in the past, I'd just kill all my crew. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Matt Damon goes to see Martin Sheen's character, and this is where he runs into uh, Marky Mark. And they kind of 
have a little scuffle. Yep. Um, Sheen says that one of his guys almost caught the rat, but a uh, dude got away. Yeah. So you're like, <laughs> he's talking about you, yeah. you fucker. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is where he tells him, yo, yo, Matt Damon, you need to follow Frank. You know, you'll find the rat if you follow yeah. him. So follow the leader. Little yeah. does he know, he's probably already following. Yeah. Um, That's when uh, Matt Damon decides to put a tail on the captain. Yep. So yo, we need to follow Barchin. Yeah. Um, Frank's talking to Leo. He's like, yo, take the night off. I'm gonna be using a new crew tonight. Makes a call to someone. Frank calls Matt Damon. Matt Damon says, yo, it's not Leo. He's not your at. So he's like, oh, shit. This is where he orders the surveillance on Martin Sheen. Yeah. If all this is confusing... It is. It is. It's very <laughs> confusing. It's hard to talk about. You kind of just got to watch to see. Yeah. Because there's lots of phone calls between lots of people. And, yeah. You know, so we're doing our best. Doing our best. Um, so Leo so, wants to meet with the captain, Martin Sheen. Yep. And they end up going to... What, 344? 344 wash. Yeah. And they, this vacant building or whatever, they go meet on the rooftop. Yep. And at the same time, that's when, uh, who was it? Uh, Somebody alerts Frank's guys. Yeah. So they're on their way to the same place because they know the rat's there and they're going to kill him. Yep. So Leo gets alerted that, yo, Frank's guys are on the way. And he's like, shit, we got to get out of here. Yeah. So he gets out the building. And that's when he gets a call from Frank's guys. It's like. Why you should be here? Where yeah. the fuck are you? Well, they're like, we should be here. We're at 314 Wash. Yeah. Kind of, if you catch it really quick, he gives them the wrong yeah. address. Um, as soon as uh, Leo walks around the front of the building, <laughs> here comes Martin Sheen flying off the roof and lands yeah. like right in front of him. With Directly a in front of him. Blood spurt so right on So much blood splattered yeah. on him right there. Uh, and then there's kind of like the shootout between the uh, undercover cops and... Uh, the thugs. Yeah. Frank's guys. Uh, one of, one of the Frank's guys gets shot, taken back. Yeah. And he's he's, he's kind of dying. He talks to Leo and he's Calls like, him over. He's like, you know, uh, you weren't at home or whatever, but right. I gave you the wrong address, but you showed up at the right place. Yep. And then he was like, now ask yourself why and then tell anyone else. And yeah. Then, and then dude dies. Yep. So. <laughs> okay. He's probably like, whew. Yeah. Almost had my cover blown there. That was close. Uh, we cut back to the police station. Mark Wahlberg gets suspended because he like threw a punch at Matt Damon. Well, he turns in his papers. He's does quitting. he? Oh, yeah. does he quit? Yeah, okay. He's pretty much saying, you know. Oh, I thought they just suspended him. No, he got all like ballsy. Yeah. So Mark Wahlberg's kind of done. Yeah. He's gone. Um. Matt Damon kind of looks at the evidence from Martin Sheen's character. Grabs his phone, calls the last number, and it's Billy's number. He answers, but they don't talk. Yeah, they have this kind of like silent. They kind of know each other. Yeah, Are Billy. You, that's why it feels, anyways. Yeah, they hang up, but then Billy calls right back, and this is where they kind of talk. Matt Damon's like, "Yeah, Sergeant or Marjean's dead. I'm taking over for him. You need to come in here like quick." Yep, and he hangs up on him. So he's like, "Fuck, it's not gonna happen." So we see on the news the next day or later that night that the guy that one of the Frank's guy that died was supposedly an undercover cop. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe it was fucking that guy. 
This is where Matt Damon orders the tail off of Frank because they're going to this other big meeting. This well, deal. they're going to a drug deal. Yeah. He's being tailed when he takes the tail off because I he's like, I know who the rat is. The rat's there. I know where they're going. So get rid of the tail so Frank doesn't know. Uh, but at this time, so now Damon's in cohorts with Leo at this time. Yeah. At the same time he is with Frank. So double crosses all over the place, kind of. Um, the cops busted. There's this huge shootout. Huge shootout. Yeah. Like everybody dies yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Mr. French dies. Uh, Frank gets hit, and he's kind of got to make a run for it. He makes a call as he's running for it, and you hear you can hear the phone ring. Yeah. And, and then Matt, you see Matt Damon walk around with a phone held up high ringing. Yep. Um, he's kinda, like, he never told me you were a foreman or whatever. Just sell me out. And fucking, so he double-crossed him. Yep. And uh, Damon's kind of got to take him out. Yeah. <laughs> they have, like, the quickest shootout ever. Yep. And Frank kind of dies. And uh, we go into the police station. Matt Damon kind of gets his congratulations on the takedown. Leo shows up. They kind of have a talk. And he's like, you know, we owe you a huge debt for what you did. And I'm recommending you for the Medal of Merit and all this crap. Um, Leo's all like, I just want my fucking money. So I, can I just want my money and I want my identity back. Yeah. So Damon goes to, you know, research and whatever. This is where Leo sees the envelope on his desk. The citizens trust him. Yeah. That's when he kind of realizes, oh shit, this is that fucking no, mole. Matt Damon's the mole. Oh fuck. So he kind of leaves really quick. Matt Damon deletes his file, so there's no record of him being a cop. Or a citizen. I mean, yeah. He's nobody at that point. He's just a ghost. Yeah. It's a John Doe. Like a fart in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, that's from Shawshank Redemption. And did you notice the. The guy that died, the Frank's guy that died, that knew who Billy was. Oh. That was the fucking rapey guy from Shawshank. Well, yeah. <laughs> now I remember. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> who can forget the rapey guy? Yeah. <laughs> so Billy or Leo goes to see Madeline, gives her an envelope. He says, "If I anything happens to me, or you know, I'll if I go you. missing, I'll see you in two weeks, whatever." Yeah. Um, Madeline next day is. You know, with Matt Damon, kind of shows him, hey, I'm pregnant. Yeah. It's probably not his kid, though. Yeah. It's probably Leo's from the night they fucked. So. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, he goes to take a shower, and she kind of... She's going through the mail. And, oh, he got something from Leo. Yeah. It's a, like a CD. CD. <laughs> Plugs in, listens to it, and it's basically all the tapes of conversations him and Frank had. Yeah, apparently so. Frank had kept all those tapes, and... Fucking snake, man. Yeah. Fucking snake. Um, the Matt Damon calls Leo. Leo's like, I told you I wanted my identity back, you fucking faggot. <laughs> There's, like, the fucking, what are the... Dude, between the, the racial slurs. Yeah, the, the vulgarity in this movie is yeah. out, off the chain. It's ridiculous. It's, so Apparently Boston is very, very close-minded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not a white male, you're pretty much fucked in that yeah. place. So Leo's like, meet me where Martin Sheen's character died. And uh, so they meet on this rooftop. Billy, uh, or Leo arrests him. Yeah, he's going to arrest him. Yeah, I love the scene where he, like, he's got him handcuffed. <laughs> Matt Damon just won't, keeps talking. He like takes the gun and he's like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> just keeps hitting him with it. <laughs> uh, 
But then this this black cop shows up, Anthony Anderson's character, yeah, somebody that also went to the academy with Leo's character. Yeah, he's but he was working with Matt Damon's character. Yeah. So he's like, let go of you know Officer Sullivan, you know, kind of just a little standoff as they walk out of the building. Um, they get in. Damon and Leo get in the elevator. Yep. Head down, and at this point, Damon's like, "Fuck it, just kill just me." Fucking kill me. Yep. Be done with it. Elevator door opens. Fucking bang. Leo gets shot in the fucking head. Right in the fucking head. And you're like, oh, what the like, fuck? Come on. And it's one of Matt Damon's guys. He caps him. And uh, yeah. and he's like, you think you're the only one that, you know, Frank had in the station? Yeah. It's like, Absolutely we got to take care of each other now, you know? Yeah. So uh, black dude comes down, sees that Leo's dead. And it's like, whatever. Who? Fucking guy shoots him. Yeah. Shoots him right in the head. Like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? <laughs> People dropping like fucking yeah. flies. We got to get out of here, man. We got to get out of here. So uh, he unties Damon, and Damon picks up Leo's gun and fucking shoots <laughs> that guy in the fucking head. <laughs> like, oh my god. It's a round robin. Yeah. Had Damon won. Yep. Uh, he gets out of there, you know, makes a statement, just posthum- posthumously recommends Leo for the Medal of Merit. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's Billy's fu- Leo's funeral. Madeline was there. She's bawling. That's what makes me lead to believe that that kid is really his because she was so torn up about it. Yeah. She probably sensed it. But... Oh, you can't tell. She was fucking dudes like moles right. left and right. Yeah, so you never know. It could have been some other random... I'm sure there was know, another guy yeah. like the Yakuza that was a mole. <laughs> that was fucking her t- Probably. So, Matt Damon goes home. Who's waiting for him? Fucking Marky, Marky Mark. Mark. Serial killer style. Pops him right in the fucking head and walks out. Yeah. And we get a closing scene of a little rat crawling across his balcony. Scurrying across. Yep. And boom. That's, that's the, the end. end. That's yeah. The Departed. Which, you know, the whole thing with uh, Leo giving the shrink the envelope. Yeah. Never played out. I hate that. Yeah. It didn't. It's like, why didn't she go to the cops immediately? Yep. And be like, oh, he died? Here's all this information he, he gave, gave me about this crooked ass <laughs> cop. <laughs> The Departed 2, coming next year. What was in the envelope? <laughs> so, yeah. That bothered the piss out of me, though. I hate it when they leave, like, loose ends like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Uh, that's The Departed. Oscar-winning The Departed. Yeah. So. Can you take her away? Yes, I will. Awesome. It's my turn. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I went into this completely blind, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. <clears throat> It's the acting is just fucking on point across the board. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge fan of Matt Damon and I even liked his fucking acting in this. It was just good. Like all around. Um the music is really low key, the soundtrack, but it's there and it's fucking awesome. If you listen for it, there's a bunch of songs. Really like, good songs, yeah. yeah. Just awesome. And it really doesn't feel like a two and a half hour movie. Like it mm-hmm. plays by a lot quicker than I thought. I watched this this morning. And I was like, oh, it's two and a half hours. It's gonna suck. <laughs> but you get so intrigued, you know, that yeah. it's fucking just plows right through. And it's nice because, you know, something you can see yourself going back and watching again or forcing someone else to watch. So This is a movie that needs to be watched more than once, too. Yeah. I mean, even to catch all the little nuances. You know? Yep. So I, uh, I, I went high on this one. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Cool. Awesome. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. Definitely worth a watch. And, yeah, that's where I stand. All righty. Well, uh, I'm pretty much going to totally agree with you on that one. Um, right off the bat, I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, too. 
nice. um, this was a best picture winner and it very well deserved to be a best picture winner this uh martin scorsese is obviously a fucking legend he's a great filmmaker um the cast outstanding like like you said the acting was fucking amazing yeah just the dialogue in this was just fucking great um it felt so real it's like there's movies where they try and make it seem real and they just force so much like vulgarity and like they try and overdo the realness this thing i think they just nailed the realness factor to it yeah, i can see that i think it was so good um like you said the soundtrack it's it's there it's really nice and then you notice like, it's really low key though yeah if you're i mean i could see how it could be missed mm-hmm. but but besides you... the fact from hearing shipping out to boston at least three times in this movie yeah. it's yeah. that's good um there was a good scene where they uh use comfortably numb yep cover cover and uh, then baby blue played when yeah. he was interrogating so, the guy so very very well done um there's also some cool cinematic shots too where they like there was a scene where Alec Baldwin and Wahlberg were talking and the camera would like focus on Wahlberg and then like rotate and zoom at the same time as they went back and forth from talking I noticed that that was kind of cool and then the scene where uh Leo was tailing Matt Damon and he was kind of looking for him and they did a like a backward shot where you could see his reflection in like these little stained glass uh, mirrors I thought oh, that yeah. was really neat um, but yeah, overall, this is very, very well done. Yeah, well deserved. I wasn't too impressed with the cinematography, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, but yeah, very, very well done. Yeah, the story's great. Yeah, great story. Um, so yeah, as I said, this is a award-winning film. It won four Oscars for Best Picture. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Film Editing. And was also nominated for one acting award for Best Supporting Actor for Mark Wahlberg. Of course. Yeah. Deserves it. Um, it won at the Golden Globes, too. Best Director, Best Motion Picture Drama. Leo won for Best Actor. And Nicholson and Wahlberg were both nominated for Supporting Actors. So, very, very well received. Yeah, lots of awards. Yeah. Um, trying to look for some fun facts on it. Uh, not a whole lot really let's see if i can't find some here mars scorsese said that this is the first movie he's ever done with a plot <laughs> which says something because he's done a lot of fucking great movies yeah so didn't he do chinatown there's a list dude. Uh, yeah couldn't even um jack nicholson originally turned down this role but after he met with the Scorsese and DiCaprio, he was finally convinced to play the role. The main reason he joined is because he had previously done a lot of comedies. I think he did, like, Anger Management prior uh, to this. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he wanted to play a villain again, and he considered the character of Costello to be the ultimate incarnation of evil. Yeah, he did give off kind of a, like, 1989 Batman's Joker look. There was one point I was like, ah, that's totally the fucking Joker. The scene where he was talking to Leo about wanting to find the rat, and he, like, makes the rat faces. It was like, oh, God, that's so fucking awesome. So, yeah. That's Um, when I literally wrote down Jack is fucking on point in this flick. He also refused to wear a Boston Red Sox hat in this movie because he's a Yankees fan. <laughs> so he, that's why he wore his Yankees hat. But, uh, yeah, there's a little few fun facts about it. Um, like we said, uh, we gave it a 9. IMDb gives it an 8.5 out of 10. Um, and something I'm going to be trying to do here, I'm going to try and give Rotten Tomatoes scores on it also because I know that's the, like, more mainstream. But uh, 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gets a 91%. It's certified fresh, and the audience scores a 94. Yeah, so, so it's up there. It's definitely, board, it's up there. Definitely worth checking out. But uh, we're going to wrap up this first part here. Seems like we've been talking for a while. Um, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the B-side. B-side. Yeah. All right, and welcome back to the MFAB Podcast, B-Side. 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 Bing. <laughs> Today's B-Side. For the B-Side. <laughs> I'm going to put that... Yeah, no, not yet. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, today's B-Side movie is uh, 1985's Day of the Dead. Yeah. Directed and written by George A. Romero. George Romero. Starring Laurie... Laurie Cardillo, Terry Alexander, and Joseph Pilato. Yeah, people. Yeah. Joseph Pilato was actually in Dawn of the Dead, too. Yeah. He, he played was one of the cops. One of the cops? I thought it was... When one. they were taking off in the helicopter. Not the, oh, yeah, that's the right. smoke guy, but one yeah. of the guys in the back of the Okay, yeah. So yeah, we're kind of continuing on with the uh, dead saga here. Yeah, so, yeah. Which just made me realize I'm gonna have to go back and we're gonna have to watch night. Yeah, it's no problem. We can yeah. do them out of order. Just like uh, we'll probably go back and watch Fast and the Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious. True. Sometimes. Oh, so. we're not watching Tokyo Drift. You sure? Come <laughs> on, that's like the best one. <laughs> like the best. I'm pretty sure I don't want to watch that one, but maybe who knows? Yeah. Well, if we need a shit movie sometime, you never know. Yeah. So. There we go. It works. Okay. All right. So you want to kick her off? Or? Yeah, sure. I mean, unless you want to. Uh, no. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just like going with the flow here. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. So, obviously, this is a continuation of Romero's Dead Trilogy, or Trilogy, yeah. or Saga, a, whatever. Not a direct sequel, obviously. But, but uh, same universe type, right? Yeah, yeah. same universe. Okay. So it's a zombie flick. Yeah. Um, we open up on this chick in an empty room. Kind of almost looks like a prison cell. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Just gray walls, brick. You know. Yeah. Um, there's a calendar. That's all that's in this room. And uh, uh, it's a Halloween calendar. Or, or it's, October. October. it's October. Yeah. She's kind of marking off the days, and then all of a sudden, I wrote down, ah, hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a billion hands shoot through the wall. Yeah. Kind of yeah. reminded me of the uh, Bill Cosby molestation room from Labyrinth. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And but, things uh, went dark. Yeah. <laughs> but it, instantly she wakes up. It's a dream. Yeah. And uh, she's in a helicopter flying over Miami. Yeah. Um, like really run down, deserted Miami, obviously. Yeah. And they're flying around trying to get people on. Uh, on CB radio. On radio, yeah. Just something. Just trying to get a hold of anybody. Yeah. You know? They're basically looking for survivors. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously like well after the events of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So we're like full on living in a. Yeah. apocalyptic world here so uh her her name is sarah yep. and she gets out of the copter with this guy miguel right yeah her um, boyfriend miguel okay. they said they want to set down the copter so they can just use the megaphone and try you know drawing some people out yeah um but they kind of leave and go walk, try and walk the streets yeah and he's just shouting through the streets hello hello <laughs> and i'm just like sure that's really hello. smart just attract every zombie in Miami to you. That's that'll work, you know. I'm sure there's only a couple. Only a couple. Yeah, until the streets get fucking filled with them. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, they come out of nowhere, and then there's just a random alligator too. Yeah, there's an alligator showing <laughs> there. That was good. Like they, he was like not even in the streets, like inside a shop. Yeah, they were coming out of like a courthouse or something. Yeah, like for a second there, yeah. I thought it was a zombie alligator almost. <laughs> 
Because the two guy, two zombies who came out after it had like shackles on. I don't know if oh, okay, yeah, they're like prisoners. Okay, yeah. nice. But we kind of it kind of shows us the world. You see, like uh, yeah. the famous newspaper clipping that says yep. the dead walk on it, fly up and disappear, and then like a bunch of money flowing through the wind. Because yeah. you know, money means shit in this yep. world. Money's crap. So they kind of see like, uh, shit. We better get back to the chopper. Yeah, and. Head back to the chopper and fly away, and that's our opening credits. Yeah. Super, super, super 80s synth music. God, I love the, the music in this movie. <laughs> I literally have a CD called from uh, Zombies. It's the closest I can find. Uh, there's a band who does uh, most of the music for these movies. It's called Goblin. But, okay. And it's all like this really low like synth music like that throughout like, nice. the entire CD. And I just fucking... I wrote it. down like that. the soundtrack to this was just eerie and weird i love and it so synthy it was it wasn't bad just play it all the time <laughs> it wasn't bad it was just yeah like something you'd want to play if you're yeah. on an acid trip or at you a know you're in an 80s horror movie if you hear anything <laughs> like this and i like how the text on the credits was like they like just learned how to change text from like just plain basic to like something like yeah. oh my god we can slant the text now and it's, it's like yeah <laughs> This technology is incredible. <laughs> this was 85. Yeah. Um, so they go back to this camp, which is kind of like... A like, compound. Is it like oh, a... It's a compound. It's an it, underground military compound. That's what I thought. It was military yeah. something. Um, and, of course, weed is a necessity in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, they show the soldiers outside. One's just watering. Yep. A bunch of plants, picking up some buds. Yeah. So anything to keep you relaxed. Um, oh, shit. What else you got to do? I wrote down, Miguel needs a Snickers. He's yeah. a little he's a little hangry. <laughs> he's, he's definitely not yeah. in his right mind, yep. I guess. You're not yourself when you're hungry, Miguel. Have a snicker. So we kinda learned that there's twelve people, right? That are safe. Yeah. There was thirteen. But one died that day apparently. Doctor something. Major. Right? Major. Cooper. The leader, I'm assuming. He was, yeah, the military. There seems to be like two sides, the scientist and the yeah. military in this. So and let's just say they don't always agree. They yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, we go down and see uh, they have some zombies locked up down below. Yeah, there's a mining like caves like connected to where they're staying yeah. in this compound. And there seems to be like a big ass gate. It's, it's a contraption. If you've ever like worked on a farm and had to uh, I've it reminded me ca- yeah, castrate a cattle. It's kind of like lock that. them in this little thing, you know, yep. do the business and then let them go. Yeah, it's kind of what it is. They draw them in and lock them in there, hook them up, yeah. and pull them back out. Um, I have the two guys there, Steele and Rickles, are just fucking annoying and They're dumb. <laughs> They're making dick jokes like fucking crazy the entire time. <laughs> it's like their job in this movie yeah, is to be assholes. Like, and oh my god! Jokes. But uh, they bring a zombie out on a pole. Miguel almost kills rickles because he's so <laughs> what makes you think that he's so weak and downtrodden that he like yeah. lets the zombie go pretty much yeah. right yeah drops a pole yeah and... um so he's in rough shape really that's rough when shape. steel gets pissed and screams out 30 times you almost killed rickles <laughs> <laughs> as he's like dangling him over a zombie who's trying to grab him. oh yeah yeah he almost throws him over um they take these zombies to this lab to uh dr logan yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, one thing they noted is that uh, they weren't signing them out right because there's a list of all the people that were in the mine when it collapsed or whatever. Right. So they know exactly how many zombies are in there. Yeah. 
to use for their experiments. And now that the list is off. And yeah. Like, eh, so we haven't been writing them all down. God, Sarah's like outraged over that. So. Well, yeah, you got to know how you're. They're, they're fucking military scientists. Yeah. Supposed to... Well, the Rickles and Steele didn't look like they gave a shit about anything but themselves, yeah. anyways. So. And getting getting laid. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Hence the constant dick jokes. Yeah. Sarah was the only chick down there, right? Yeah. 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 So. It's okay, Steele. All throwbacks got big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so Miguel's in really rough shape. Like we said, he's Sarah kind of tricks him into getting sedated so he can yeah. just rest, whatever. She gives him a hug and stabs him in the back of the fucking yeah. <laughs> We uh, meet the new guy in command, uh, Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Pilato's character. Um, Rhodes is a real piece of shit. He was, <laughs> he was saying something to Sarah... And he's like, I don't even need you. And off camera, you hear Steel, fucking A. <laughs> like, that's fucking great. I laughed so hard. Okay. I don't even need you, fucking A. It's <laughs> a um, little right hand man, you know? Yeah, and then they kind of get a little rapey there, too, because obviously, yeah. you know, Sarah's the only person down there. Yeah, rapey and racist, see? Yeah. Steel is a really bad racist. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Constantly referring to Miguel as, you know, those slurs. That's yeah, right. well, he's Puerto Rican, right? I'm not sure. Something like he's that. Something like that. He was. He looked Latin, obviously. Miguel oh, yellow a lot. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then I wrote down, why is Sarah not in charge? Like, she has seems to have so much more of a level head. Yeah, but she's not an army person. But, yeah. So but she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> she's only got one gun. <laughs> um. So we go to meet Doctor Logan. He's uh, studying and dissecting these zombies. Um, trying to convince people that they can be conditioned, they can be controlled. He essentially wants to tame them. Yeah. Um, he, this is kind of where we see the scene where uh, he literally has one chained to a table, still alive. Yeah. He's like took out every organ in it, and it's still just... It still wants to eat me, see? <laughs> Even though it has no stomach, no nothing to digest it, it still wants to eat me. It would get no nourishment from it. <laughs> and... Basically, it's because there's like a little part of their brain that yeah. we're all born with, but that little bit of ooze that was left behind from the reptiles. Yeah, you know, it's our it's our instinct to eat. Yeah, so stay alive. Um, so Sarah kind of leaves, and they go back and kind of have just where they have dinner together. Because I've written down, God, everybody hates everybody. Yeah, well, they're at this meeting. Okay, seven o'clock sharp or whatever they're mm-hmm. that meeting. Right? Yeah, like nobody, like you can tell either tensions are high or just everybody hates everybody for being there. Yeah. Like obviously you've been living underground for a while. Yeah, living underground with a bunch of dudes for yeah. a long time, you're going to be on edge. It's gonna Especially suck. when the one chick who's there is like tied up with someone else, you know? Yeah. You probably want to kill that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rhodes kind of orders Steel to shoot Sarah. And it's kind of a very tense scene there. Yeah, because she's like... Yeah, fucking right, essentially. Yeah. And then he's like, steal, fucking shoot her. And he, you know, does the old finger bang. It's like, yeah. bang, you're dead. <laughs> and then Rhodes draws a gun on Steel, and he's like, if you don't do it, I'm going to fucking shoot you. <laughs> it's, it's real tense. Really tense. Really fucking dark, too. Yeah. And it's basically, he's a fucking tyrant. Yeah, he's a fucking like, I get the feeling like that Cooper guy before them was kind of okay to deal with. That's what I'm guessing. They and, don't, you never see him, and they don't really talk much about him, but... I almost had get the feeling like Rhodes had something to do with his death. I don't know. You never know. Maybe know. that's, you know, another story for another day. Yeah, could. So. Ramiro, come on, what's up with that, buddy? I'm sure it's <laughs> all in the 
extras. Extra bonus feet, yeah. So Dr. Logan comes out. He tries to tell Rhodes uh, what he's doing because Rhodes, is, Rhodes just wants to kill them all. Yeah. He is not the same mindset as Dr. Logan. Just um, we go out there and we fucking put a bullet in all your head. Yeah. It's not going to solve anything, though. You don't have enough ammunition. Ammunition. <laughs> ammunition. Um, everybody's kind of arguing. I love how Dr. Logan kind of just puts him in his place right there. Yeah. Comes out, sits down. Is that food? <laughs> it's like, we have people fucking dying out here. You know, fucking, we got to go out there and kill all the zombies. It's like, no, no, no. Is there food? Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. You can't go out there and shoot them all because you don't have enough bullets. <laughs> right. If you're going to just take off, where the fuck are you going to go? They're, they're going to be wherever you go, pretty much. Um, Sarah has another dream, and this is when Miguel wakes up. They kind of fight, basically. I wrote down she has another dream. Well, she has the dream of, uh, yeah. She doesn't dream of them fighting. Right. <laughs> she dreams that he, like, tips over her and, and his, his guts, guts spill out, yeah. Like, from the zombie early. And that's when she wakes up, and then yeah. he's awake now. And he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't like him throughout this whole movie. No. I mean, he's, he's like constantly a... blaming everything that's wrong with him on her. He reminds me of Rafi. He just looked like Rafi. He looks like Rafi, but he doesn't <laughs> act as good as Rafi. No, God, no. If there's ever a better remake of this than this shitty... Fuck yeah. Yeah, like, I'm just Jason taking Manzuka. your word for it. I haven't seen the 2008 remake. Yeah, it's god-awful. But if they re- ever redo this again, Jason Madzukas needs to play this guy. <laughs> so... Um, just put his own brand of crazy in there. That'd be great. Yep. So, uh, Sarah and this drunk dude. Guy's always drinking out of the flask. Billy. Billy. Okay, that's his name. I just wrote down drunkie. I never caught his name. Um, <laughs> it's Billy and John. The yeah. two that uh, are kind of like the pilot and the radio guy. Yep. I got John. I didn't get the other guy. But uh, put on their top hats and canes and go to the Ritz. Yeah, they head out to... They live outside the compound in the caves. Because mm. it's, you know, less stress. <laughs> In a little place that they've nicknamed yeah. the, Ritz. the Ritz. And it's kind of like this makeshift home. Kind of like the upstairs apartment in the mall and Donut Yeah, Bed. it's the only place that feels like a normal Right, you know, They society. even have like a beach type setup out back. Or yeah. Look, look pretty badass, actually. I'd chill out there. Hell yeah. Um, John there, John's the pilot. I'm assuming he's Jamaican. Dutch he sounded the accent. Yeah. accent. Um, he thinks this is all a waste of time. He thinks God is punishing us. And he's got a really nice monologue there. Yeah. I, the line I really like is, like, God is punishing us, maybe, and this is showing us what hell is really like. Mm-hmm. like that's a good, you know, way of looking at a zombie apocalypse, kind of. Well, same know. with uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. You know. When the dead, hell's full. there's no more room in hell. Yep, dead walk there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but he drops some mad knowledge. Yeah. Sarah goes and visits this other scientist. Didn't catch his name. Dude with glasses and the beard. I can't remember his name for the life of me. He was just kind of there. Yeah. But, uh, and Dr. Logan, obviously, um, shows him this uh, guy called Bub. Bub? Bub. <laughs> um, basically, he's got this zombie that he's slowly been conditioning. Yeah, he's, he's, he's learning. He's been doing so good that he hasn't killed him yet. Right. <laughs> and he's, he's actually learning. Yeah. You know? It's like a baby, kind of. Big. He's remembering more mm-hmm. than learning. Um. Yeah, like I said, his instinct to feed is totally gone. Yeah. Pretty much. He doesn't get, like, agitated when yep. people are around. And... Yep. Uh, Rhodes kind of shows up while they're there, and uh, Bub remembers stuff, sees him, and uh, goes to salute him. Yeah, because he must have been a military yeah. in his past life um, when he was alive. Yep. And they kind of give him an unloaded gun, see what he does. You know, he aims it and kind of tries to shoot it, too. He tries to shoot Rhodes. Yeah. 
Rhodes really didn't salute him. <laughs> Rhodes wants to kill this guy. Yeah, more than anything. So they kind of talk him out of it, whatever. Um, they have to go get more specimens. Because Dr. Frankenstein or Dr. Logan keeps going through them like fucking tissue paper. Yeah. <laughs> this is so much fun. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with you at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, one escapes and yeah. bites Miller, one of the... One of the other, Johnson, other army I guys. That. I have written down Miller. It could have been Johnson. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was Miller. Oh, maybe it's Johnson to get shot. I know uh, Greg Nicotero played uh, one of the soldiers who died in that scene. Okay. Um, but Miguel also gets bit, too. And this one kind of all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Miguel gets his arm bit. Yeah. <laughs> and he runs to the Ritz. Yeah. And this is where Sarah, like, clocks him over the head. <laughs> Grabs a fucking rock off the ground yeah. and just starts bashing his head. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I get it now. And then she grabs a machete and just... Honk, chops his fucking arm off. Cauterizes his arm. I mean, this is really fucking brutal, awesome, yeah. well done. Um, a good scene. Yeah. Tom Savini, right? That's his name? Well, oh. Savini and Nicotero. Both. Okay. Well, this is when... Yeah. Well, it was Savini, but mm-hmm. Nicotero was getting more and more into yeah. it at this point. From watching these movies, like, I've never really known who makeup type guys are, and now from learning from Gavin, I know who Tom Savini and yeah. these guys are. So. Well, Greg Nicotero is... I've heard he that name's I've heard that name from, from Walking Dead. Yeah. A okay. lot of Walking Dead. Um they got a whole lot of the effects group. Okay. That do a lot of fucking movies. <laughs> but it just but yeah. you know, once again they just knock it out the park yeah. with their effects. It's so good. They're one of the only effects groups that still does like practical stuff nowadays. Yeah. And we need more like that. Yeah. So um and uh who is it? Drunky, Billy? Yeah. How many times he has a catchphrase? He oh, has Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Mary, and Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> he only says that about ten times in this yeah. movie. <laughs> right before he takes a swig of his fucking flask. Yep. Um, this is where we kind of get a standoff with Rhodes and Steel. Uh, and then John, Sarah, and Billy. They're all just down outside the Ritz. Yeah, and they got Miguel, and they're like, we're going to keep him here. You mm-hmm. know, we caught it. We stopped the infection. We cut off his arm. Fucking, we're going to yeah. keep him here. And he's like, whatever, you fucking... Yeah, you're on your own then. You yeah. Know, we're not together anymore. We're not going to help you thing. with anything. You're not getting any of our food, any of our water, none of it. So battle lines have been drawn every split yeah. down there now. Um, and then this I have written on. down, guess it's time to check in at the Ritz then. That's where you're staying for right now, so... Yeah. You ain't going... They're not letting you have any food. You're not going to go back to where you're from. Well, they do, hmm. though. This is when uh, Billy and Sarah go back and look for supplies and oh shit. yeah that's right and they go into dr logan's lab okay and they visit bub again right well yeah but before that they hear that tape that was in his lab that's just oh dr logan talking like a fucking nut job okay is that where they see the head too yeah yeah of one of the soldiers yeah. that died yeah yeah so uh so he's cutting up the soldiers and shit that are just dying and you know, the soldiers are pissed that their guys are dying. Yeah. So, if they saw that, they're just going to go fucking nuts. Right. Um, but, yeah, he, then there's that tape that he plays where he's like, I'm sorry, mother. Like, fucking, you know, it's just all kinds of creepy. Yeah, really bad. Logan was very creepy. You can kind of hear that he's, like, beating on the zombies and shit, and that's probably why he's going through them so much. Yeah. Because um, he's got some deep-seated mental issues. He looks like it. He was just so, like, he seemed happy to be down there almost. Like, everybody else seemed miserable, and he was, like, so excited to be down there and doing work on these zombies. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. But he plays music for Bub. Yeah, then and, uh, they, kinda... fo- they see him down the hall, so they go follow him into where he's training with Bub. Mm-hmm. Or... 
Looks like Bub's kind of growing some sort of compassion. He's getting his emotional feelings type back, I guess. As he's listening to classical music. Yep. Um, Logan gives him his reward. Yeah. Which is just guts. Human treats. Yeah. Here's a liver. Good job. <laughs> Here's a bucket of slop made out of human. <laughs> yeah. Go to town, buddy. And uh, I have next, Rhodes lights Logan the fuck up. Yeah. They bring him to the cooler where they find all the bodies of their fallen, you know, soldiers. Yeah. Being chopped up and served to fucking zombies. Because they thought they were being buried up, yeah, up above. Which they weren't. Not. Nope. So, they, uh, Rhodes puts about, what, 90 bullets Oh, empty, yeah. empties the fucking clip yeah. in. Just done. Um, it kind of takes the others hostage, sort of. Kills yeah, well, he wants all their guns. He's yeah. like, fuck this. This is, you know, martial law now. Yeah. He kills the other scientist. Um, he's telling John, you know, you're going to fly us out of here. Yeah. And John's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You're going like, to let yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then he shoots the fucking scientist. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, this guy ain't fucking around. Yeah. So then he, Rhodes, takes uh, Sarah and Billy and shoves them into the fucking... So he almost feeds them to the, the zombie horde. Well, he shoves them into the fucking cave, right. that block, so they couldn't get back out. Yeah. And so. John's like, let him go. I'm not going to fly you unless you let him go. No. So I wrote, because I wrote down, John gets ballsy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sarah and Billy kind of have to run through the zombie corral, where uh, Steel proceeds to beat the shit out of John. And this is when we hear the elevator go off. Yeah. And it's fucking Miguel. Yeah, Miguel's made his way, uh... To the elevator, one arm and all. <laughs> <laughs> he went up there and when he's heading out to let all the zombies in. Yeah, let them in. He's like, fuck everything, pretty much. And Bub escapes. His, uh, his chains break, or he figures out his chains break. Um, Sarah and Billy get attacked while they're down there. And Which is an awesome. Shovel through yep. the skull. Yes, I loved that. I was like, in the face! Uh, after that, we cut back to Rhodes. He gets fucking knocked out. Yeah, well, he sent Steel and Wriggles to go check out the elevator. Mm. And they get there, and they find out that the panel's all fucked up, and Miguel is gone. Yeah. Well, they're, like, pretty much trapped underground. <clears throat> yeah. Um, John goes into the corral to find Sarah, and Billy's there, too, obviously. Miguel's pretty much sacrificing himself outside. Yeah. He's on the the elevator and now there's just a huge horde of zombies on there too and he pretty much waits for him to start attacking him and then jams all of his like crosses and you know saint michael pennant and all that shit in his mouth and presses the button and first first of a few upcoming buffet scenes pretty much there (laughs) yeah um and this one's mild compared yeah very mild and the elevator slowly comes down and you're like holy fuck that's a lot of zombies (laughs) one doesn't one of them just like Fall off. Yeah, just kind of drops off yeah. like towards the end. <laughs> I kind of that is funny. Um, but basically, fucks them all over. And uh, at this point, that's when uh, Rhodes fucking dips on everyone. Yeah, he takes a golf cart, and I'm pretty sure every one of those people in there could run faster than that golf cart. <laughs> yeah, because he takes off and steals like Rhodes, Rhodes, and I'm like, you can catch him. You know that, right? Just He's going so slow. Jog lightly. And <laughs> It's like, ee. I mean, Steel was a big guy, but I'm pretty sure he could have caught the. Oh one. yeah, uh, Bub finds a dead Logan. Yeah, and I have Sad Bob, Angry Bob, <laughs> Bub. Bub. Sorry, Bub. 
Um, and there's another buffet scene. With, and then uh, he finds a gun, too. Yeah. Uh, Rickles gets fucking... Well, first that one soldier gets his head ripped off. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and then next scene is Rickles running around just, just like a fucking asshole. Laughing and shit and gets ripped apart. So he gets I'm, his eye ripped out. That That's the eye one. Okay. So now, now I have written down, now we're talking. Yeah. This is what I came to see, some fucking blood and guts and shit. Yeah, Rickles got fucked up hard. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Steel offs himself before he can get eaten. Takes yeah, Coward's way out. Cor- cornered. Yeah. I mean, do you want to walk around as a zombie? I don't know. Never know. Really? Okay. I, maybe it'd be interesting to see what it's like. <laughs> Who says you see anything? It's true. It's it's something you obviously don't know what it's like. So, yeah. rather than dying, maybe checking it out. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, zombies? Come and get me. Bring <laughs> <laughs> uh, John ends up running, finding Sarah and Billy. And they kind of just follow these red lights and find a ladder. I loved uh, when the zombies were busting into the compound. There's like every single kind of zombie you can think of. Like what? There's like a clown zombie. There's a cheerleader oh, yeah. zombie. There's a fucking redneck zombie. There. Football player zombie. <laughs> yeah. <in there. laughs> um, Rhodes meets Bub. Bub has a gun. Bub shoots Rhodes. Yes, he does. Bub salutes Rhodes as he's getting fucking feasted on. He, uh... Rhodes kind of opens his door, and boom, there's like 30 zombies just waiting there for him, and he's just like, ah, and just gets ripped apart. That's a classic buffet scene. Yeah. And I have zombie munch fest written down after that, because yeah. the next, like, minute is just zombies throughout the entire compound just <clears throat> munching on shit. Yeah, they pretty much take over the... Yeah. Um, Sarah finds the chopper. Next scene, wakes up from a dream on a beach with John and Billy. Yeah. And just kind of starts a new calendar of November. Yeah. It's kind of where it ends. Good guys got away, I guess, and all the bad soldiers died. Happy ending. Yep. Kind of. <laughs> Except they just got to live on a beach by themselves for the rest of their life. Yeah, so. Which is what John wanted to do in the beginning. He said, I just want to find a beach somewhere. Yeah, who doesn't want to find an island somewhere and just yeah. live on it? That'd be pretty sweet. It's assuming you could survive on there. Come to find out, all food on there is poisonous. <laughs> There's no sustainable. <laughs> that would suck. Like, well, this plan didn't work. <laughs> Pretty much fucked. So, yeah, that's uh, Day of the Dead, 1985, Day of the Dead. Yep. So uh, I'll take it away first here. Um, I'm not going to rate this one as high as Dawn of the Dead. I just Something about it just didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. It was good. I've really entertained by it. Um, just doesn't quite match up it's a totally different zombie movie almost oh yeah the soundtrack is totally weird but pretty good too the gore obviously is never fails it's awesome the buffet scenes just really did it for me it was like yeah. this is what you come to see when you want a zombie movie the makeup on the zombies too was fantastic i thought that was better than actually in dawn um but yeah it just it's a kind of the whole different zombie movie it's more or less the the people are the monsters now, not the zombies. Yeah, so for we, sure. So you kind of hit that point. So, um, But overall, I'm going to give it... Fuck. I'm going to give it a 7. I initially wrote down a 6, but... Going seven, I'm going to give it a 7. It's it's there. It's worth the watch. You'd enjoy it. And it, from what I've heard from you about the remake, it 
this is like ten times better. Oh, it trumps so, the remake by yeah. like. I don't know how because Nick Cannon's in the remake and like that guy is fucking yeah. awesome. Daddy it's... Nick Cannon is hilarious. He's <laughs> just horrible. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Okay. So, take her away. I'm actually one above you there. I'm at an eight. Okay. Give it a nine ten. Um, I love the music. It's constant throughout the movie and it's appropriate for what's happening. Yeah. I mean, this is a dark movie. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I loved about it. It's this is humanity's last stand type thing, you know. It's not. It's not necessarily about surviving, you know, the next few days. It's about surviving the species at this point. Right. It's this is where either it does or it does not happen. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the gore is awesome. The acting is well done. I love Rhodes. Yeah, I forgot to mention that Rhodes. Kills it. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, I love this movie. It's definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's definitely for, like, even, George Romero even said that this is a movie for the trolls. Like, <laughs> this is a, a dark, sad movie. <laughs> That's the way it's meant to be played off. Yeah. But it plays it off well, I think. Okay. And, you know? So you I've seen it, like, a million times, and... <laughs> well, I've, I know you have. I'm honestly surprised you only watched this once this time, because didn't you yeah. watch Dawn... Four times, I yeah. <laughs> so. I just didn't have the time this week. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, eight so out of ten. Eight out of ten. Alrighty. So, IMDb gives it a seven point two, and Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. Rotten Tomato gives it an eighty-two percent. Audience score seventy-five. So, respectable in both aspects. Yeah. So it's definitely worth checking out. Um, some fun facts about it. Uh, all the extras who portrayed zombies in the climax scene. This is what they got for filming. They got a baseball cap that said, I played a zombie in Day of the Dead, a copy of the awesome. newspaper from the beginning of the film that says The Dead Walk, and one dollar. One crisp U.S. dollar. I doubt they're crisp. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, let's see what else is here. This is the lowest grossing in the Dead trilogy. Oh, yeah. Out of Night and then Dawn. This is the one that was the lowest, and it, but it has like the biggest cult following over the last couple decades, I guess. Um, George Romero claims this is his favorite of the trilogy, too. Let's see what else here I can find. Here's a funny one. Uh, yeah. During the holiday break in filming, uh, Greg Nicotero used the realistic model of his own head from the laboratory. Oh, nice. As a practical joke on his mother. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is pretty awesome. Oh, this one's good. The first attempts to shoot the scene where Sarah performed surgery on Miguel's arm failed because it simply just bounced off the rubber uh, like, yeah uh, prosthetics. so yeah they had to make it in wax and it worked perfectly because yeah when she cut through it it was like just butter just nice so uh in the scene where um bub is looking at dr logan's dead body i guess the actor actually got sick and nauseous and started to pass out because of the smoke that was being pulled <laughs> over his body <laughs> nice way to almost kill your actor yeah, yeah. it happens um and one final one uh during the scene where Miguel was sedated and they woke up and fought with Sarah, he actually slapped her. Naked she tell. she told him, you know, actually slap me so it looks more authentic. So slapped her twice, didn't he? Maybe. Did, that scene, yeah, <laughs> Did it once felt so right? Let's do it again. <laughs> just, just keep going with this. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh that's gonna do it for us today. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you are enjoying 
the show. We uh, ask that you check us out on iTunes or Stitcher. Like, subscribe, give us a five-star review, all that fun stuff. That's the way we get seen. Yes. Um, Also, check us out on Facebook. Search Movies from A to B or MFAB Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at MFAB Podcast. And shoot us an email. Um, We're going to be looking to do some audience-suggested films here coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we greatly appreciate any insights you guys have. Any comments, any questions, yeah. observations. Talk shit, whatever. Yeah. You want me uh, to punch Aaron, I'll do it. <laughs> Just say the word. Fair enough. I mean, anything for you. Said any, it. Anything All I need for is views. an email, yep. folks. All I need is an yep. email. Right. I get to choose, though. I get to choose. I've taken one too many ball shots. I don't <laughs> think I can take another one. <laughs> so, But uh, yeah, yeah. Hit us up on email, mfabpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that is probably going to do it for us today. So we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope to see you next time. Anything else? I'm Aaron. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to add anything else. No, but I'm yeah. good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. We're good. We're good. So yeah, as always, I am Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Next week on the MFAB Podcast, we enter the Batcave and Batman... And then we get hypnotized to murder in brain scan. So until next time... That's a wrap. Cut!